read that passage from uh, Matthew chapter 18. beginning at verse 21. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in, you wicked servant, he said, I cancelled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brothers from your heart. Well, this week, uh, we are in the second week, and the second week's all about mercy forgives the fallen. Mercy forgives the fallen. And I hope you've got a sheet, if you find it helpful, uh, use the sheets. There are sheets at the back if you've not got one. Uh, if you if you find it helpful to do the fill-ins, fill them in. If you don't, just you can just use it as a nice blank piece of paper to write notes on. You can uh, write notes on or make a shopping list or whatever. Okay, so mercy forgives the fallen. We know that because last week we, we looked at uh, the, the, the story of, the, of a fallen woman and we saw that Jesus says, then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. Uh, Jesus was merciful to everybody that he came across. Week two's memory verse. Again, a nice easy one to remember. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Okay? So week two memory verse is, love keeps no record of wrongs. How easy is that? 1 Corinthians 13, 5b. Only half a verse, really. But we, uh, we've been merciful to you with our, with, our, with our memory verses, making it as easy as possible for you to uh, memory. But there's a, there's a serious side to memorizing Bible scriptures so that we can call to mind. Not everybody walks around with a, with a Bible, but it's sometimes it's really helpful to be able to call to mind uh, a verse of scripture that you can share with somebody else or you can use to encourage yourself. So memory two is, uh, is love keeps no record of wrongs. And this is what we're going to be thinking about all week. And the first thing, and this is on your sheet, it's the first bit to fill in. Mercy means God forgives me. Mercy means God forgives me. But you know that, don't you? You don't need me to tell you that. You know 
that God forgives you. It's, it's there in the Bible all over the place, isn't it? About the fact that we have a, a forgiving God. So you probably think, well, tell me something I don't know. And, uh, well, let's see if we can. God's mercy means God forgives me. You are a God of forgiveness, always ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to become angry, and full of love and mercy. Nehemiah uh, 9, verse 17. You are a God of forgiveness, always ready to pardon. Mercy means that God forgives me. And the good news is that God wants to forgive me and God wants to forgive you. That's what God wants to do. Uh, He wants to forgive us. I don't know about you, but um, I don't always want to forgive people. Uh, Sometimes I might think they don't deserve it. Sometimes I I might think they haven't showed any any remorse. Uh, But the good news that the Bible tells us is that God wants to forgive us. God wants to forgive us. Uh, he goes out of his way to make it possible. Uh, when my children were, were young, we, we were doing, remember last week, we were doing the, the naughty, you know, how, how good are you? And uh, it was great, wasn't it? The children thought I was sometimes naughty. And uh, well, when my children were young, and, and they were sometimes naughty as well, wonder where they got that from. Um, you know, as a parent, I would go out of my way to help them to be able to get into a situation where I could forgive them. And sometimes I had to work a lot harder at that than they did. And anyone who's been a parent will know about that. Uh, and, and, and in a sense, when you do that, you are mirroring what God does to us. Because God wants to forgive you. And he wants to, to do any, everything within his power to enable you to be in a position that he can forgive you. Um, in, uh, in Micah chapter 7, it says, You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. Not only does God want to forgive us, he delights, he loves uh, to forgive us and to show mercy. So then, God wants to forgive us. And then, God, the second thing is, and it's on your sheet, God immediately forgives me. God immediately forgives me. It's instant. We like instant, don't we? We like instant everything, don't we? We like things to be fast, don't we? Uh, we don't want to hang around. We're busy people. You know, we want fast food. We want fast internet. We want fast service at the checkout. We want everything immediately. We don't want to wait for anything. Well, here, if you want everything immediately, here's good news for you. Because God immediately forgives you. doesn't make you wait. doesn't make you hang about. It's immediate. Uh, again, in Isaiah 55, it says, God is merciful and quick to forgive. I like that. God is quick to forgive. Some of us are slow to forgive, aren't we? It takes us time. And sometimes that's right. Uh, but God's forgiveness is immediate. I wonder whether there's anybody here this morning that's have you ever felt guilty? Anybody ever? Have anybody had, ever had that experience of, of feeling a little bit guilty? One or two? Uh, anybody gone round, you know, saying, "Oh, I, I do feel guilty," you know? Uh, no, no, you go feel guilty. Somebody else is doing all the work. Or I've not done this. I've not done that. 
I do feel guilty. You do hear people saying that, don't you? Oh, I do feel guilty. I don't think I've ever, ever heard anybody going around saying, I do feel forgiven. You know, I really do feel forgiven. I feel really forgiven. Why don't we do that? Why don't we walk out of church on a Sunday morning, you know, saying, you know, I really do feel forgiven. We, we prayed our prayers of confession and I feel released. I feel forgiven. How many of us come to church and still walk away on a Sunday morning, still feel with all those guilts that we came in with and we walk out with them? We might put them down for a moment as, as, as we're singing our songs of praise, but we pick them up again and we take them away. God wants to forgive you and God forgives you immediately. Our job is to accept the forgiveness. That's our part of the deal. We accept it. There's a difference between head knowledge about believing that the Bible says that we are forgiven and actually feeling forgiven. I think part of the problem, in, and this is my, might be the bit that we don't know, we know that God wants to forgive us, but we might not feel forgiven. We might not feel forgiven. We might struggle to accept that God can forgive me because I'm such a terrible person and I've done so many wrong things. We might struggle to actually be able to accept what God says about forgiveness. The Bible tells us that if we confess our sins, that God will forgive. Simple as that. Some people think it's too good to be true. And then thirdly, God completely forgives me. There's no partial forgiveness when it comes to God. Uh, He completely forgives us. He wipes the slate clean. It's gone. How many people come to God and confess the same thing again and again and again. Now it's okay if you're doing something again and again and again, you need to confess. But how many of us come and we say sorry for something that we've already said sorry for? And when we do that, it's because we can't quite believe that God's forgiven us and it's complete, that it's finished. Because we know in this world, uh, forgiveness for people doesn't really work like that. Um... People might say they they forgive you, but their actions might tell you something or suggest something else. They might think, well, it's the right thing to do to forgive you. Um, And they might kind of grudgingly forgive you because they feel they ought to do. But with God, it is complete. When we confess our sins to God, that's it. As far as God is concerned, they are gone. All of us have sinned. Yet now God declares us not guilty, hallelujah, of offending him if we trust in Jesus Christ who freely takes away our sins. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, he took on all our sins. They were nailed to the cross. And that is why we can be forgiven. That's why God wants to forgive us. And that's why God instantly forgives us. And that's why God completely forgives us, because the penalty has been paid on the cross. The work of salvation has been done, and you and I can receive instant forgiveness. How good is that? How good is that? You will have mercy on us again, you will conquer our sins, you will throw away all our sins into the deepest part of the sea, uh, Micah tells us. 
In other words, they are completely gone. You and me can be instantly forgiven. God, this isn't on your sheets. I miss this off. Imagine that. I miss that off in a rush of doing these sheets. This is a, a, a bonus point, if you like. A bonus point. Uh, you can you can add it on at the bottom. God freely forgives me. God freely forgives me. And in him we enjoy freedom, the forgiveness of our sins. Remember when, when Jesus said to that woman who was caught in adultery, uh, go and leave your life of sin, setting her free. Forgiveness sets us free. It releases us. It sets us free. God forgave all our sins. He cancelled the record that contained the charges against us. He took it and destroyed it by nailing it to Christ's cross. So, that's the first thing. Mercy means God forgives me. God forgives me. And if God forgives us, of course the idea is, and this is the second thing, we'll move on to the other side of the sheets, mercy means I forgive others. You see, we're supposed to follow the example of Jesus who was following God's will. So, we, as we saw in the, uh, in the, in the parable that Jesus told uh, of the unmerciful servant, the expectation was that because the king had forgiven the servant such a huge debt, that he would act accordingly. And of course he didn't. So, mercy means I forgive others. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. That's what we praised in the Lord's Prayer. Or trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You know, because God has forgiven us, we then ought to forgive others. But Peter says to Jesus, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times. And of course, by that, Peter thought he was being very generous. Thought he was being very generous. He'd done the maths. Uh, I think in, in Jewish custom you were supposed to forgive somebody three times. Well, he doubled it. And then added one for kind of good fortune. And he, you can imagine him being a bit puffed up as he, as, as he, as he looked at the other disciples and said, you know, how many times should I forgive my brothers? Seven times he thought he was being clever. And of course we know that Jesus said, tell you not seven times, but 77 times, and as Elijah and some of our children very kindly and well pointed out to us, it means you just, there is no end to the amount of forgiveness that we are to offer to other people. It is unlimited. It is unlimited. Anybody keeping score? Anybody keeping score? Are you keeping a record? Are you keeping a record? Some people do, don't they? Without thinking about it, we think that's, that's the umpteenth time this person's really upset me. Um, or, you know, my husband, he, he's left this toilet seat down again. And again. Oh, sorry, up, up, sorry. <laughs> at, least, at least somebody's with me. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Said a great feeling, that. <laughs> What's the memory verse? Love keeps no record of wrongs. That's our memory verse. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Are you keeping a record? Are you keeping a record 
of the wrongs that have been done to you. Are you keeping a record? Mercy means I forgive others. I like this in the New Living Translation. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must, you might want to underline that, so you must forgive others. Quite a strong word, isn't it? You see, friends, there isn't a choice in this. We do not have a choice. If we want to follow what Jesus said and Jesus' example, there is no choice. I quite like the fact, you know, when when I've got no choice, I, I don't have a decision to make, do I? This is what I must do. This is what I have to do. I have to forgive. There isn't a choice in it. I might not want to forgive. I might not feel like forgiving. But the Bible and Jesus' life shows me that I must forgive. Friends, if you live your life like that, you will have a much happier life. Do you know that? If you can, if you can live your life by that verse, I must forgive, you will have a much happier life. Try it. Try it. Because there are so many people that hold on to unforgiveness. And when you do that, you may think that you're being very clever and you're not letting the person off the hook, but the only person you're damaging is yourself. Because you're carrying around this unforgiveness. And that will harm you. It will affect you. It will make you into a bitter person. It will make you into a a not very nice person because you'll be carrying around this. And it's a horrible feeling. And it is a feeling inside. It's an actual feeling in your gut, isn't it? When you're holding somebody, something against somebody. You can actually physically feel it, can't you? And there's a huge release in, in letting go. Huge release. And that's what Jesus did to people. So you must forgive. Uh, R.T. Kendall, he was, uh, he was struggling because somebody had really, really upset him. And uh, he went to a, another Christian minister to have a moan. Sometimes ministers do that and they have a moan. And he was expecting that the minister would be also oh, oh sympathetic because this person had been horrible to him. And he was absolutely gobsmacked when his friend turned around and he, he, he says in the book, and he, he says, R.T., you must totally forgive them. Until you totally forgive them, you will be in chains. Release them and you will be released. And R.T. Kendall wrote a whole book on the basis of that experience about total forgiveness. Because, you see, he felt he'd been ill-treated and he felt that the person didn't deserve to be forgiven. And he had to be told by somebody else that you must forgive. There's no choice. There isn't a choice. So then, forgiveness, it's not conditional. The other person does not have to have shown remorse for you to forgive them. It's almost a selfish act in some ways because you're forgiving people for your benefit as much as theirs, for your well-being as much as theirs. So it doesn't have to be conditional. Some people say, well, I will forgive them when they say they're sorry. But I'm going to wait. And when they come to me and say they're sorry, then I will forgive them. I'm still waiting. And they'll wait and wait and wait, and sometimes they'll never get round to forgiving them because that person, and that person might not even be aware that they've upset them or done something wrong that they need to come and say sorry for, but that person's going to wait until they, in their mind, decide that they deserve to be forgiven. And we laugh because we know we've all been in that position. 
Forgiveness is not conditional. Forgive one another quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. Remember, God's forgiveness was instant. It was immediate. You didn't deserve it. God in his mercy forgave you. You hadn't done anything to deserve it. And God forgave you. And that's why we have to act like God in forgiving other people. Nelson Mandela, as he walked out of the door towards the gates that would lead to freedom, said this, I knew if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I'd still be in prison. The people that locked Nelson Mandela up and kept him on the island for goodness knows how many years did not deserve his forgiveness. But Nelson Mandela knew that not only for himself, but for the whole nation of South Africa, that he needed to be an example of mercy and forgiveness. And that's why he was able to do it. For his sake, but also for his nation's sake. And what a great man he was. And what a great example he's left us with. Forgiveness is not forgetting. You know, sometimes people talk about Forgive and forget. Uh, Let it go. Well, sometimes, sometimes the things that people do to people are so horrible that you can't forget. And sometimes it's not even right to forget. Every year we have a remembrance service where we remember the horrible things that happened in war. We don't do that to celebrate war, but we do it because it's important to remember. And there's all sorts of uh, remembrance things that happen throughout the year where people do actually remember. Uh, In America, they have a Martin uh, Luther Day where they remember the fact that somebody murdered uh, Martin Luther King. Uh, Sometimes it's right that we do remember the wrong things that have happened to us. And and forgiving somebody does not necessarily mean forgetting what's happened. Because sometimes you can't forget because of the enormity of what has happened. This is Paul talking about Alexander the metal worker did a great deal of harm. The Lord will repay him for what he has done. You too should be on your guard against him because he strongly opposed our message. Now sometimes people think forgiving somebody is letting them off the hook. You know, being uh, walked all over. That's not what forgiving is about. And uh, forgiving doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to trust the person again. Forgiveness is not saying, well, I I trust you. Uh, Forgiveness is an act of mercy where you forgive the person. But you might not forget. And you certainly might not trust the person. Uh, Forgiveness doesn't have to be earned, but trust does. And if somebody has done something terrible to you, you're not going to trust them again until they earn that trust. But you can forgive them. You can still release that forgiveness and uh, you're not letting them off the hook. Justice may still have to play its role. You know, if somebody uh, comes and burgles your house, you can forgive them, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to press charges. We sometimes get a little bit mixed up between forgiveness and justice. Uh, So forgiveness is is not necessarily trusting. Uh, But forgiveness is releasing it to God. Forgiveness is releasing it to God and trusting uh, that God's judgment is much better than ours. 
Just as Paul said, you know, about his friend, about his, his, his the, the person, Alexandra, the, the metal worker. You know, let God uh, deal with justice and judgment. Uh, that's his area of expertise. We are not called uh, to exercise judgment and justice on people. We are called to forgive. Forgiveness is releasing it to God. So this morning, you know, if you are holding on to unforgiveness for your own sake and nobody else's, be released. Go through whatever you need to do. Uh, You don't even need to go to the person. Uh, You can forgive somebody without telling them that you've forgiven them. Uh, Like I say, sometimes the people won't even be aware uh, that that situation is still hot in your world. But don't go away from this place carrying unforgiveness. Don't go away carrying that bitterness because it will harm you. Release it to God and be set free. Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Uh, the people that nailed Jesus to a cross didn't really know what they were doing. They didn't really understand what was going on. Uh, they were carrying out instructions and Jesus was able to say, Father God, forgive them. For they do not know what they are doing. As the week two memory verse says, love keeps no record of wrongs. It's worth memorizing that verse. It's worth carrying it round, but it's also worth living that verse out because when we keep records we're holding it inside us and it will do us harm so there we go forgiveness I'm not saying that it's easy I'm not saying that it's something that will come naturally to us but I am saying that it's something that will help us And something that will even be part of the healing process. And this week in the readings and in the house groups, you're going to be thinking all about forgiveness as uh, Rick Warren kind of opens up that passage and uh, especially about the uh, unforgiving uh, servants. Next week we will be continuing uh, with Mercy Helps the Hurting. We do have at least one spare book if anybody wants them. The daily readings are there and there are some... uh, bookmarks with the memory verses on. Let's